Welcome to Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Montoya McGow, and licensed clinical social worker and a therapist with Stopping the Chase Counseling and Consulting. This is a podcast where we help clinicians who have the credentials to be in private practice learn all things private practice and ways to be authentic and give themselves permission to develop their own culture and attract the clients that they love working with. So today I have one of my friend friends, hey. colleagues, yes. Daryl. How are you, Montoya? I'm well. So Good to see you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tell us about who you are. Well, I am Gerald Burnell, and I am a provisionally licensed professional counselor here in the city of Memphis and uh, I am working with Montoya at Stopping the Chase, and I specialize in relationship counseling. I help couples communicate better in individuals who are having uh, issues in their relationships, who uh, keep going in between relationships. I help those people one-on-one, too, and just really uh, get people to really understand uh, more about themselves, and I've been doing this on a private practice uh, basis for maybe going on four years. Uh, In November, it'll be my anniversary. Uh, My business has had various iterations of it, Um, but it is what I do. Uh, I also work um, at uh, another facility uh, as a behavioral counselor as well. So, uh, I love helping people. I think it's what I'm called to do. Um, constantly learning. I don't think that you can ever stop doing that. So um, that's the basics. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, what made you decide to do private practice? Well, working at a, another facility um, as a therapist, I would always get questions from my count, my clients when they were getting uh, discharged. Hey, dude, can I see you? I mean, you, you, you just, just made such an impact on me. And, um, I just, I, I would really like to see you again. And I'm like, well, if you get, you know, admitted again, you can see me, but right. I'm not doing nothing past here. And I'd be like, you know what, man, maybe I, I should do it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, um, one of the one of my my mentors, uh, a guy by the name of Jim Lotta, just said, "Listen, Joe, I have this girl who I've been working with, but you know uh, I'm overloaded at my business. But I think you'll work well with her." He was in private practice. He was he's still in private okay. practice. So he just said, "Go see her," and he didn't say. Hey, are you? Uh, do you have a, a business or anything? You just said, <laughs> go and get That's it. That's your client. Yeah, and I'm like, so how does this work? So I say, I, I need to figure out uh, what I'm going to say. How is this going to go? Uh, is she going to pay me? I mean, how much do I charge her? So I kind of got my my thoughts together and and, and right together, and um, went to her home. Okay. Doing home visits. I didn't have an office. I was just going. Um, you know, a lot of people use the excuse, you know, I've never done this before. Uh, I don't know how to do it. I think that's one of the biggest excuses that a person could have. I mean, it, you know, it could be a reason, but, you know, 
for me, I think that's always how my life has unfolded. Mm. I just get the opportunity and I learn as, you know, as I go. And, you know, God puts people in my path to kind of, you know, open that door or pave that way for me. So I was doing that for probably a year doing the house thing. And then I graduated from the house thing to going to the library. What made you decide to switch up? Well, you know, some people's houses just wasn't, you know, mm. uh, quite right. You know. <laughs> it wasn't therapeutic. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when you are sitting on a uh, box cart <laughs> in the middle of a living room, you say, you know, it's, it's got to be some. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody on YouTube like this. <laughs> So let me make sure uh, I'm exploring all of my environments. So I said, okay, I, I, I really don't have the overhead to rent an office space, but I want to make it more professional. So mm -hmm. I said, you know, the, the library has meeting rooms and, you know, I've used them to study. So I said, you know what, I can get these rooms for about two hours. Mm. And, you know, a session is just usually an hour. So I started going there. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a whole year. Really? For a whole year from 2018 to, like, 2019. So, you know, it was, it was nice, but it wasn't as professional as you would want it to be because the library is open to the public. Right. Okay. And I'm talking about the public, public. Right. Where the, the kids from East Come, 215, the, the bell rings, they there about 225, banging on the door while you're trying to process with somebody. And don't let, the, don't let them be in the middle of a cry. Right. And I'm like, do I need to go over there and get out of my therapeutic voice and, and tell them, hey. So I said, okay. Um 2019, I said, God, you got to open a door for me. I, I'm getting an office, and I didn't know how it was going to happen. You just put it out there in the atmosphere. I just put it out there because, you know, I felt like, you know, it's a, it's a do-pain type of thing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, I, I don't know how this is going to happen. So I just started asking, you know, some of my friends, hey, you got office space? You got free office space? Like what? What is free office space? Who free. Does that? So I was like, somebody's gonna let me have an office space for free. So you so you think you manifested that? I, I put it out there. Okay. I put it out there, and I got an I got a um, an inbox from another colleague of mine, um, Brandy, um, one of our our close uh, confidants. And she said, hey, you should you be great in this, um, I guess it was called Mid-South Therapist, Therapist of Color. Of Color. And uh, we don't have any men. I'm like, all right, I'll get in it. The next thing I know, I get an inbox from this girl named Montoya McGowan. And mm -hmm. she's like, hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm like, what, what's all this energy? I mean, <laughs> ain't nobody just, just – just off the wham, nice like this. Just this. sending some sunshine yeah. just because. Yeah, I'm like, what is this, on some professional stuff? Okay, all right, whatever. And she's like, if it's anything you need, just let me know. I was like, I need an office space. And what'd she say? Hey, will you want to meet with me? I was, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, I need an office space. She's talking about a meeting. So I was like, okay, all right, let me go and see what you got to say. 
Because I'm like, okay, you know, when you get with therapists, you know, y'all talk shop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do that enough. But You're like, what I got to do to get this office space? Exactly. So I, I get to her office. It's all nice and therapeutic. She got the the red, uh, you know, seats and, and, and the leather cows. And I'm like, it would be nice if I had it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But she keep talking. I got my hoodie on. I'm looking very non-therapeutic. It's like I just came from, you know. Did she act like she was judging you? Like you don't look like a therapist. No, she 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 did not judge me. You you were just like you were talking. I guess you were trying to get some. I guess feel me out or whatnot. Yeah, I was. And I was just like, okay, so when are we gonna get to the office? Because I'm thinking like, I didn't. Told told him I still I went to issue, you know, I did this, did that. We passed that. So at the end of the conversation, she pulls out her key and says, Here, uh, you can use my office. Okay, for real? Well, how much? You can know, use it for a few months and then in March we'll talk. I'm like, okay, all right. And I'm still like, What I gotta do? Why <laughs> is this person being nice to me? Because, you know, I'm just not used to that. You know, so I'm like, okay, all right. So I use it, and I have my first session, and my client's not in the, in the library. Mm-hmm. I told him, hey, we're, we're coming to the office. Office? What you talking about? We're not meeting at the library? No, man. It's a new environment. Mm-hmm. Come on through. I'm professional, professional. Exactly. So he comes in, and he's like, oh, this is nice. It's a little girly, but... That's I like it. It's nice. Yeah, I know. So you know, I had to put, I had to cross my legs and lean to make back. it masculine. Yeah, and, and get all therapeutic. I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is me. Okay, this, I'm not going back from this. Okay, had another session with a couple. That was good. And then me and my Toya bumped heads. She had a client the same day I had a client. Oh yeah. And I was like, gosh, I got to go back to the library. It was like you had came up and now you got to go back to the hood. Mm-hmm. And that day I was like, you know what, never again. So I talked to the office manager. I said, hey, you got one of these office spaces open. She's like, yeah, uh, guy just moved out uh, day before yesterday. Look at this. I looked at it and uh, a, a desk in it and and a seat. I was like, look like people have been selling insurance in this piece, but <laughs> I guess it'll do. So from March of 2019, I've been in the same spot at a 1331 Union Center, and that has really, you know, been been my standard. Yeah, and uh, you know, you had a lot to do with that. Thank you. Did you find out what I wanted from you? Like why I was being so nice? Well, you told me you. This is what you're doing. You you inspire um, people, especially therapists, to to get out and definitely branch their wings and and, and be in private practice. That's that's what you were doing. I was like, I right, I, I can feel that, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, a lot of people say that, but it's very few people that actually do that. Yeah, you know. And, and do it at a level where it's beneficial. 
um, and, and really put you somewhere. And you put me somewhere, or you helped to put me somewhere. Yeah, I helped you. And I was a I, conduit. That's it. Yeah, and, and and I haven't slid back. It was not like oh, I'm just gonna do this for a couple of weeks. Or, mm-hmm. No, because I'm I'm looking at you and I'm saying, okay, okay, I see, I see a style. She, this is what she's doing. She's serious about this. So if she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're you're a pace setter, mm-hmm. and and I and I'm looking at you like, okay. All right, she doing it like that. Okay, I need to do it like that. All right, okay. All right, just taking notes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything that you have told me and showed me that I have implemented has worked. Yeah. And you, then you've added your own personality and your own stuff to it and then created some more stuff that works just for you. Yeah. And the clients that come to see you. Absolutely, because I think everybody has their own uh, flavor uh, that they have. Um, case in point, doing your own thing. Last year, um, I did my own podcast, Spouse in the House, yeah, uh, with 88.5. I was going to ask you, like, what was some stuff that you have done to try to put yourself out there to let people know that you're available? Basically, doing things like that, um, the, the podcast uh, really expanded the platform, um, as well as marketing. I had an um, an ad on, I think it was 103.5. It was a commercial, actually, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I, I recorded a commercial. And uh, that ran for about, maybe about a month or two. And, of course, you know, doing your, your thing online uh, with Psychology Today, having um, that, that marketing police. And just basically uh, word of mouth, and networking through other clinicians. Uh, clinicians are a good referral piece. Mm-hmm. So so when you did the, you said spouse in the house? Spouse in the house. Yeah, I did. Tell me about that. So this was an opportunity that came through me through another colleague who had uh, a relationship with one of the producers at 88.5. My favorite DJ. Yeah, I forgot Get the guy's name. John Best. Yes, Mr. Well, Best. Well, one of my favorite DJs. <laughs> yes, John Best. So um, we chopped it up and, and uh, you know, talked about the format and what the general idea was with this pandemic uh, that we were in and hopefully coming out of. You know, couples were spending more time with each other than mm-hmm. they would normally uh, with the distraction, quote, unquote, of work not being there. Right. Um, you know, all that stuff that they were sweeping under the rug was now right there in front of their mm-hmm. face. So, um, you know, you were seeing um, people get divorced um, and, and people coming into uh, marriage uh, therapist's office, you know, just trying to say, okay, what, what do we need to do uh, to improve our communication? So, the whole format of that show was was basically coming up with one coping skill that a couple could use. Mm-hmm. Um, basically taken from um, the, the emails that I would get in that, that were submitted to me. People telling you about issues that they're having. Exactly. Why they want to come and see you. Exactly. Okay. And, and that was smart. Exactly. Because, you know, it's... I, I said the show is, is not mine. It's really the community show right. because I'm, I'm trying to give that back. And I would just 
pretty much giving free therapy on the air. They got 20 minutes of, okay, you know what? This is my issue. This is why I'm having this issue. This is what we need to do as a couple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of business uh, came from that. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely Where'd you get the title of Spouse spouse in the House from? Spouse in the House? um, I don't know how I got that. But uh, I I was thinking it was pandemic related because y'all are in the house right. and y'all are spouses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Like mouse in the house, yeah. spouse in the house. Yeah. I, I should have trademarked it. But uh, it, it was very apropos and uh, definitely something that was fun to do. Yeah. Um, who gave you permission to do that? Gave me permission? Mm-hmm. I had to give myself permission to do that Mm -hmm. um a lot of times you you get these opportunities or people see things in you and you're not willing to really grab onto it Mm -hmm. um but you have to look at yourself and say you know what you're the reason that you're not going as far as you need to go because people are seeing you in in the frame of reference of their experience and they're saying okay this guy is up here and you're looking at it through the emotion of your life. Right. Which is not objective. Right. Very subjective. So sometimes you have to grab on another, on, on to another person's belief in you bef- until you can believe it yourself. Mm. And, you know, I kind of, you know, have lived by that mm-hmm. um, because like I said before, you can use that excuse. I've never done this before. I don't know how to do it. You know, for me, <laughs> that's weak. Just do it. You'll you'll figure it out. You know, and that's that's how I've done it. I've just said, okay, all right, I'm smart enough. I will I will figure it out. And mm-hmm. for the most part, it's it's going well. I I have heard, and I used to be guilty of this too, to say that I'm not creative. I'm not a creative person mm-hmm. because I like to focus on the intellectual part of stuff. But actually, I am. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're a creative person? I have been. Um, I look at something or get an idea of how to do something from something that was already created, and and I put my spin on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like with the show, there wasn't no shows on YouTube that were talking about how to deal with relationship issues in the pandemic. I just had to sit back and say, okay. Need a name, um, need a format, and I just went with it. Most of the time, your first version is not going to be your last version. Mm-hmm. You, you have to consider it a work in progress. Right. And you you can't be so tied to it that, you know what, if I do a bad job, people are going to think I'm, I'm, I'm not smart, I'm not good enough. Forget that. Mm-hmm. Do it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I feel like when I mess up, that's good. That means I'm learning something. And and most you don't beat the, yourself up about it. No, not at all. I mean, the biggest thing is actually doing it, making the decision, and doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because as you start doing it, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest piece that you have to move, the biggest boulder that you have to move is that anxiety that I don't know. What are they going to say? How am I going to do this? 
you know, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. And just go for it. Mm -hmm. And then when you have supportive people around you who give you positive feedback, who give you positive encouragement, and also if you're connected with somebody like you who are doing things, I mean, you can use them as an inspiration. Um, So that's, I mean, you got to be connected to a a positive tribe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. um, Because... if you get locked into your own head, you're you going to be there with the devil throwing a, a, a pity party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta move. Yeah. What are some of the... <laughs> That's my uh, hype girl. Chills. You know, you my That's my daughter. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, your face. I, I know you from her. Okay, I'm seeing her face. Okay, all right. I feed, off her, I feed off of her energy. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. I've heard a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Movement makes miracles. Movement makes miracles. That's what her mom told her. Okay, yes, it does. It does, yeah. yeah. You know, when you're feeling depressed um, and you're feeling anxious, movement. Yeah. That's what I tell people all the time at work. Listen, you have to get out of this room because you are recreating the same environment in this hospital as you have at home, okay? And when you do physical activity, everybody knows that that is the number one cure for depression because it releases endorphins, dopamine. um, You can lose weight. You can get in shape. Then you walk by a mirror and you be like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, and we like, wait. I'm feeling good. All right. And then, I did that. Right. And then somebody else says, well, you look good. What you been doing? I've just been walking. Don't worry. Day. I'll be back tomorrow. Right. So, yeah, movement does create miracles. Yeah. I, I got to do some movement at the gym after I leave here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the struggles that you have encountered as a black male therapist? Or something that you thought that you have? Hmm. I don't know. Because um, y'all are like unicorns. Really? Yeah. Um, I guess it would be the perception. Now, I haven't personally just gotten this blatantly in my face that the stereotype, okay, he's black. What is he now? Like, I mean, it's, he's at the back of the line. He, he can't be up here. You know, you can't be as good at your profession as the general masses. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that has not been said to me. I mean, because I have white clients. I have a white couple. Uh, they were one of my first clients. Um, then I have a uh, few other. Uh, you just uh, have a well, mixture of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, they chose me. And I'm like, okay. And you never know what what somebody is grabbing onto from you, mm-hmm. uh, because if you say, you know what, I'm only gonna be um, a black therapist, only black people are gonna come to me. If you feel like that, maybe that's what you're gonna attract. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my arms are open to anybody, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's what comes to me. Uh, of course, you know, I, I understand my own demographic personally, and I can speak uh, to that. But 
the way I've been trained, uh, the, the, the things that I've learned can relate to anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. But as far as, as a black male therapist, I just, I just really haven't run into just, you know, stumbling blocks. Okay. You know? um, but generally speaking, as a therapist, it would just be um, missed appointments, uh, which I'm sure you can relate to. Um, we hate that. Uh, so, how do you get? How do you? How do you keep them coming? Um, you definitely have to have a relationship with them, mm -hmm. along with giving them something that's portable. Right. It's easy to have a conversation with somebody and feel a connection. But after you leave that office, how is this going to improve my life? Mm -hmm. What 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 did I just pay this man X amount of dollars for? And the the better you get at your craft, you will see missed appointments go down. Mm -hmm. That's why I study every day. Um, that's why I listen to tapes and try to steadily improve my craft and go after this certification or that certification, talk to, to other therapists, because I'm always trying to be given a better service yeah. uh, to the clients. So. Okay. Because you're the product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to ask you. Oh, what's one of your favorite compliments that you've gotten from a client or a couple? Mm, or a couple. So the the white couple that I was telling you about, um, this couple came to me um, very emotionally dysregulated, um, knocked down, drag out fights, not, not anything physical, but mm -hmm. tearing flat screens off the, uh, the wall and throwing them um, to where they – got to a point where they were able to communicate their feelings with one another and problem solve um, to the point where we got to termination. Well, prior to us getting to termination, I would say early on in the therapy, in the fourth week, he popped a question to her and said, will you marry me? And then they got married, and they said, Gerald, we couldn't have done this without you. Wow. I was like, for real, though? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Okay. He was like, uh, thanks. Yeah. 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 So that, that's one of the ones that, that's, that stick out in my mind. What's one of the oddest reasons somebody said they chose you? Um, Because, you know, when, we, when we're, people are scrolling – they they don't we don't know who to right. choose or how to choose exactly. somebody if nobody has actually referred this person exactly. to you exactly because they have choices you know dozens of choices but one female said because I asked her that question so out of all the therapists you could have picked why did you pick me when I looked at your picture you looked like you went through something <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah you're right I. Probably need to smile on it, but you know, I was, <laughs> guess I was keeping it too real. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but 
like, yeah, I, I need him because everybody else is smiling in their picture. <laughs> and you didn't smile, so she was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is serious business. Your, your problem is serious. So I'm letting you know when you come through this door. We're going to be about business. Uh, she said you look like you went to <laughs> You seen the picture? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a struggle face. <laughs> you know, um, one of my favorite therapists that I went to, I actually, I was with him for four years. And I like the fact that he went through some stuff, too. I feel like it qualified him. Right. And he made it through the struggles, and he's a professional. Mm-hmm. He has a colorful background and proof that mm-hmm. he can survive. Absolutely. It's all in how you relate. Um, you know, self-disclosure is one of the, the best ways that you can build rapport. Mm-hmm. If you, you can tell one person, hey, this is what the theory says, and, you know, you, you do this coping skill, you're going to get this outcome. But if you can tell a person, you know what, let me tell you my story because I understand why you feel that way. Uh, it happened to me too. That draws a person closer to you mm-hmm. where they feel like, you know what? He doesn't think I'm crazy and I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. Yeah. The connection is immediate because they feel yeah. like you can relate. Yeah, absolutely. And you're proof that I can get to the other side of this. Right. And, and you're not judging them. Um, because a lot of people can say, hey, yeah, I've been there, done it. Yeah, girl, just pick your head up. You can you just just go on. Well, they, they've heard all of that, mm-hmm. okay? They've heard the advice. They, they heard just do whatever. It has not worked. So now they need to be in a non-judgmental space with a person um, that they are, they are feeling is not judging them, um, feels like their problem is not quote-unquote crazy, mm-hmm. uh, and they're not alone. Um, that space right there gives gives you the vehicle to, to tell your story. That other person feels like, okay, I, I can really be open and honest with this person. Right. You know, because, you know, you can't tell your business to everybody. Right. Because they'll be down the street saying, hey, I got some good juice for you. Yeah. This girl right here. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's crazy. Right, yeah. No. I um I have a couple of interns and one of my interns, uh, she's seeing somebody and so we our last time we met we talked about um, you know, self disclosure and transference and counter transference. And I was explaining to her that when you are sharing parts of you mm-hmm. it's not so you get the opportunity to be like, Girl, me too. Right. It's strictly for the benefit of the client right. to help them exactly. consider other perspectives and know that there are other possible outcomes. Exactly. I've seen some therapists that feel like they shouldn't have any pictures in their office, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have anything personal around, they don't talk about anything mm-hmm. personal as far as themselves, mm-hmm. and you can tell that the connection between them and their clients is completely different. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't feel like they don't know who you are. They don't think you're a real person. Like you tell them you had a bad day for real. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but it, it's it's true in what you say, because, you know, I've I've had some colleagues that use the client 
as a sounding board that they use the client to to get their stuff off and they come out of the session crying now i'm not saying crying with a, your your client is a bad thing mm-hmm. but that wasn't the, your session that wasn't your session you know you didn't just spent 30 40 minutes talking about everything that you're going through have went through just so you can have this other client feel like okay me too mm-hmm. like no i you you have to be focused on what it is you're trying to accomplish in this session at all times and when you do that that you do run into kind of transference issues mm-hmm. and that's just something you, you really have to kind of have to have a skill for when you're self-disclosing mm-hmm. because you don't want to go down a slippery slope where they're like asking you questions and getting deep into your stuff and then you have to say hey let's shift gears now and uh get back on you <laughs> no. i had a client one time that when she came she told me she said this is going to be my last session with you she said because i feel like i'm paying for a home girl <laughs> she said, I feel like I'm paying for a friend. I'm mm-hmm. paying to talk to a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's not all what I want. She said, you're not very doctorish. You're not as professional as I thought you would be or as I expected you to be. Yeah. And she said, I have enough friends that I'm paying for already. Wow. At first, I was like, Ugh. okay, so maybe... I need to be a little bit more doctorish, mm-hmm. not a doctor, but maybe right. I can be a little bit more sterile right. and less homegirlish. Right. And I had to think about that for a while and sit with it. But then I decided, um, I, what I told her was, I said, even though it may feel that way, like you mm-hmm. filled out an intake, mm-hmm. um, you did the uh, HIPAA and confidentiality form. Mm-hmm. I told you the things that you needed to know. But the basis of our conversation, it doesn't feel like it, but I am doing a biopsychosocial. I am getting an understanding of your family systems. Mm-hmm. I am also like assessing what your coping skills are and what you need to do and where you need to grow right. and where you'd like to go and how I can help you. But I have learned how to do it in a way to where it feels comfortable for me mm-hmm. and it feels authentic to me. Right. And I don't want to feel doctorish. I don't want to feel sterile. Um, I enjoy the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. Now, could I possibly look at some of the language and some of the words that I use Mm -hmm. and maybe read the room with the client that's there? Mm -hmm. But this me. (laughs) And, and, And your style is something that you had to grow into. It wasn't something that, okay, this is just, I'm just going to see if this works because you know, each therapist has their own style. Right. And, you know, I could do you, but I wouldn't be comfortable because I'm more structured. Mm-hmm. And in that structure, that gives me confidence of knowing where I'm going with this client. But at the same time, in that structure, I'm giving my personality. I'm telling jokes. But at the end of every uh, post, you know, I'm summing up. Uh, I'm doing all the things in my mind that, okay, that I'm supposed to do, rephrasing, paraphrasing. At the end of it, okay, this is what we're going to be doing uh, between sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's those are your your assignments and 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 we're coming back in when you come to me you're going to be looking at an at an at an agenda so you know what what we're doing but it's not etched in stone mm-hmm. if you if you pull up to my office and you have something that you have to talk about that's where we're going to park it right okay um this is not my session but i want you to know i'm not just here you know whistling dixon and just going to let you just talk and talk and talk because there are things that we have to accomplish that you've communicated that you want to see changed in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'll be doing you a disservice if I let you take me all the way to, you know, uh, Hawaii when we just need to go to, you know, Kentucky. You know, so everybody has their own style. But as long as you get to that place um, that they've agreed that they want to go, fine. Mm-hmm. You know. Some How you get don't there like is different it. for each person. Yeah, and some people might not like my style, you know. They might just want to say, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do no worksheets. I don't, I don't want to do no gym. I just want to talk. Okay. And you know what? In about two or three sessions, I'm going to say, okay, how's that working for you? Uh, has anything changed in your life? All right, well, let's get back on task. And see, I, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> right. I'm I'm uh I'm not prepared. Yeah. Uh like I don't I don't have your office feels to me very educationally mm-hmm. and that works well for the people that come to see you. Right. Um the clients that are attracted to me, you know, what I have on my wall in my office. Yeah. The list of feeling words. Right. And that's where we started, and that's where we started mm-hmm. as far as what their goals are mm-hmm. and what we need to do to bridge the gap between right. where they are and what their goals are. But mm-hmm. I had to cultivate that. Sure. I had to find what works because I tried it your way, mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel right to me because right. that wasn't what works well for me. Right, right. And 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 I see that in your mind, you know where you want to go. Yeah. Okay. We're they doing the same not. thing. We're right. just getting there a different way. Exactly. And your resp- your clients respond to you, and my my clients respond to me because they know. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going to work because I I got problems, and you know I've been talking to mama. I've been talking to dad. And my friend. I'm still in the same spot. All right. Well, let's let's try it a different way. Yeah. And again, I'm not tied to you know a rigid structure Mm -hmm. but you like structure i respond to it clients respond to Mm -hmm. it and it kind of gives you a vision of of where you're going to go how you're going to get there okay because you can say all right take me to new york but if you don't have a map that trip could take two years yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but as long as you have in your mind something um that you relate to that makes you functional and that client can respond to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what's needed. Right. You know, because we're entrepreneurs and you're the boss. Mm. You get to decide what the rules are. You get to decide how you do things mm-hmm. and you gave yourself permission to be able to do it. And if it don't work, you're like, uh, let's try something different. Exactly. Cause everybody's, um, process in terms of, of their, their plan of care is different. And I give them informed consent. This is how I am. This is how I do things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they know, okay, this guy does it 
his way. He, he does it his style. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I am the expert on my life, and he's going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we're partners. We're right. in a team. Absolutely. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. Okay. I'm supposed to be a reflection. I'm, I'm, I'm water. Okay. And I'm getting you to really be your own therapist. Mm -hmm. All right. And give you the tools to build your house. I can't build this house for you. Right. Here's your house. Here's your tools. Go ahead and build. And you know, you'll, you'll, You'll make the house that you want if it's according to your vision uh, that you that we've identified, and and we'll come back and and, and you know do some home improvements. Mm -hmm. You know it's you know I call myself a do it to myself project. I'm always trying to better myself. You know, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I feel like people should always be in a constant state of being, not just I'm done. Mm -hmm. yeah. How close is that to how you live your personal life? Uh, very close. Definitely very close. I can't just, you know, uh, be an actor and just tell people, hey, this is what you do. I, you know, don't do as I say. And no, it's, it's none of that. Mm -hmm. So I have to let a person know, hey, these things do work. I've done this my, on myself and also with other clients. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the structure and how you show up, how you prepare, how you make sure that you, you have a plan for yourself, but you're also flexible in making sure you're catering to the clients. Yeah. That relates to your life, like how you do life yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, every day uh, I wake up at a certain time, uh, 3.06. Uh, and A.M.? A.M. I do my morning meditation I, I get my word Do you wake the rooster up too? I don't, I, don't, I don't live on no farm I live right across from that bridge <laughs> But the lights be going on that bridge they, All night And you know I, I work out Four o'clock be at work five thirty. I have my my outlook, you know, that has been prepared from the the day before. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, I'm gonna make some changes to it, but it just gives me a guide mm -hmm. because you never know what tomorrow is gonna bring. Right. But preparation gives you a chance. You know, um, you know, there's that old saying, um, preparation gives you that separation. So, with that being said, you don't need to complicate your life by just procrastinating or just, you know, I'll figure it out when I get there. You don't know what you're going to be facing because mm -hmm. you're already going to have a problem. And then you got to deal with what you didn't do mm -hmm. to compound that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying that you plan a perfect day in advance and then everything goes right all the time. That that's just mm -hmm. not happening. I'm, but you give your, yourself a chance to be more proficient and, and effective. Yeah. And in what I do, I have to do that because, you know, I am trying to help other people. Mm -hmm. And I can't, you know, complicate my life and have all these anxieties going on with me 
when I'm trying to be present with somebody else, when I I could have knocked some of that anxiety out by, you know, handling my own business. Whoopsie. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so where can we find you? Well, you can find me at 1331 Union Avenue. I'm in Suite 106. I am a clinical affiliate of uh, Montoya McGowan at Stopping the Chase. So you can go to uh, her website, our website, Stopping the Chase, and um, you can definitely go to Psychology Today, Stopping the Chase, and um, you can get in contact with me receive some services all right well i hope that we have done something to inspire you uh, or to help you or to give you some kind of insight if not about therapy but about business about being an entrepreneur about working for yourself um cultivating what works best for you and being okay with that um Thank you for stopping by Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Montoya McGowan. Uh, You can find me at stoppingthechase.com. You can find me also on Psychology Today. I am also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Stopping the Chase, and Montoya Collins McGowan. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Thank you.